Good morning, Beyond the Likers. Yes, that is catching. I'm sorry. I do love a nickname. Um, you probably have noticed that majority of my girlfriends have nicknames. And they're probably irrelevant to you, but they're all relevant to me and they all have like a secret little reasoning behind it. And now you guys have a nickname too. You're, you are Beyond the Likers. I don't know where I'm going with this. So... Getting into the podcast studio has proven slightly difficult this week. Three kids, school holidays, one of which has just gone out of hospital. So for full transparency, I am recording this in my kitchen again. God, I love technology. But I wanted to give you a recap of just the last 24 hours, what it was like with Kobe, him going under and all of the jazz. And then we've got a little segment with Sean Zepps again, my favorite dad. He and I jumped in the studio a few weeks back and we recorded a few segments for Fess. This one is very funny. Again, parenting mishaps, parenting fails. I share mine. Obviously, it includes feces because that's just what a huge component of my life is all about with toddlers. But it is a bit of a lull. So that's coming up. But I am now home. I now have two children with no tonsils. So if you've been following along closely at home and on the gram, Kobe has just had his tonsils and his adenoids removed. Now he was meant to get them removed. Well, listen, he could have got them removed about a year ago, but I guess I didn't notice his snoring to be so outrageous up until about eight months ago. And then it was it was bizarre. It just kind of came out of nowhere because he used to get into ever since he been in a big boy bed, which happened before he turned two. Huge mistake there. He would always kind of sneak out and jump into our bed. And I never used to really bother me because he would always jump into our bed and he would just sleep peacefully and he wouldn't, I wouldn't hear a sound out of him. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know if his tonsils went through a growth spurt, but he went from just being, you know, like a Mazda 3 cruising along, a little bit of sound to a dead set Holden club sport. And he's now a Tesla, praise be. I don't even know why I'm referring to him as cars, but I'm just working with different engine noises here just so you get a real good indication of what I've been dealing with the last eight months. The Holden Club Sport, I'm talking like this has got all the modifications done. It's got a muffler, a huge muffler. It probably competes up at Summer Nats. That's how loud he was. Heavy, heavy open mouth breather. Heavy open mouth breather? That makes no sense. Big open mouth breather. I'll tell you some red flags that you should look for with your children. And if any of these are setting off little alarm bells, I would highly recommend going and getting them checked out by a referral. You might find that they're okay, but more often than not, if they are ticking a few of these boxes, then they could potentially have, you know, obstructed sleep, disruptive sleep. They might not be getting into deep REM sleep. That's the good juicy part of sleep. That's where everyone wants to be, um, including myself. So basically things to look out for, open mouth breathing. Your child should not breathe with its mouth open. Open mouth breathing is, I guess, like a big misconception. I Realistically, the human anatomy is designed so that when you are relaxed and asleep, you should have your mouth closed and you should breathe in through your nose and out through your nose while sleeping. So 
Keep an eye out for when they've got their mouth open. Keep an eye out for when their head is slightly cocked back. Bobby and Kobe both used to grind their teeth heavily at nighttime, but they would also wake up a little bit sweaty. That's due to not enough oxygen getting to the brain. So they can be quite restless. They can be quite sweaty. Sometimes they have, they're more prone to having like bedwetting incidents. Obviously I'm never to put um, toilet training Kobe. So he's still in nappy. So I was none the wiser in that respect, but Bobby, it was a big thing with his moods. Like he would sleep for 12 hours and then wake up raging. And I was like, how are you so miserable when you've just had 12 hours and you should be so well rested. Anyway, long story short, Charlie has really big tonsils. I clocked them very early on, but she sleeps with her mouth shut. She sleeps quite soundly. There's no snoring. She sleeps how you're meant to basically. Bobby was very much a huge open mouth breather, not a lot of snoring, open mouth breather and always head cocked backwards. He would also be very sweaty, very restless at nighttime. Kobe, open mouth breather, a V8 supercar. He would have huge pauses in his breathing as well. So he had like proper sleep apnea. So anyway, we went into St. George Hospital on Monday morning. Now, I didn't actually go in when Bobby had his done. He is dad's number one fan. So Ryan actually went in with him. I don't know what I was really expecting when it came to them going under the anesthetic or Kobe going under the anesthetic. He was so fine. I don't think he really knew what was going on. He was kind of just absolutely loving all the attention from all the doctors and all the nurses um, when we first got to the hospital. So then we got in our clothes and we got wheeled down. We were first cab off the rank. Thank the Lord, because he was very hungry. God forbid he went in a whole hour without eating and he was fine up until I kind of got into my white, I don't want to say scrubs because I wasn't a nurse, but like the thing that I had to wear into theater. And then he looked at me with his big blue eyes and he said, mommy, I want to go home. Can you take me home? And I was like, oh, I can't, sweetheart. Like we're here now, you know, we're just going to go and have a little nap and you're going to wake up. We're going to have jelly and ice cream. And he was like, I just, I want to go home. I want to go home. Can you, can you get daddy to pick us up? Blah, blah, blah. And that was really sad. And then we got into the operating theater. We went for a ride on the bed and then we got into the operating theater and they were like, come on, move on to this bed. It's like a big fluffy cloud. And he was like, hell no. And then it was like trying to pin down the Hulk basically. And that it, that was quite traumatizing for me. Not so much for him. Listen, he's not going to remember any of that. So just a heads up for mums who are going in for the surgery. I know so many of you are because I've tried to share little snippets of my story along the way so that, you know, you have a bit of an insight and a bit of a heads up. But if you're listening to this, be prepared for a little bit of, you know, pushback from your baby and your toddler. They will seem, you know, it's quite scary for them, but they won't remember it. So just remember that. We had those three of us that had to hold him down and they put the gas on him pretty quickly. And the anesthetist was like, don't worry, mum. he won't remember any of this. And he's going to go to sleep really soon. And within, he was screaming with the gas mask on. So he wasn't really taking many breaths, but when he did, he must've been out within oh, eight seconds. 
And when I say out, he went from being like, like absolutely beside himself to snoring like a V8 supercar. And she goes, and see that snoring? Yeah, that's exactly why you're here. (laughs) He's fast asleep and we're going to remove those tonsils. So I left, I went, I sat out in the foyer, I got myself a coffee. And then about an hour later, I got a call saying that he was waking up and to make my way back into recovery. Now, I had been told by the anaesthetist, all different scenarios when they wake up. Some are completely fine, just a little bit drowsy. Others uh, can be very nauseous and they can be vomiting, quite nauseous, very unwell. Then you can have others come out and they just, they won't be able to make eye contact. They'll look straight through you. They won't recognize you. They'll have no idea who you are. And then you've got the rage. And I was like, "Mm, if I'm going to have to guess, I'm going to go with, I reckon Kobe's going to come out with rage. Just that's his default, you know, at the moment. So when I got into recovery, he was actually in a nurse's arms having a little cuddle. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Kobe, mummy's here. And he turned, like he lifted his head. So he obviously recognized my voice, but then he he was looking at me and he was so out of it. He had no idea who I was. So I took him off the nurse and they put me on the bed, but his oxygen levels were quite low. So they kept trying to readjust him. And every time they would readjust him, he would wake up and he... it was like the Hulk, but on steroids. So he was like, he's so strong. I'm embarrassed to say this, but for an almost three-year-old, he could almost break out of my, you know, hold. And I I was so worried that he was going to topple over the bed. I was trying to hold him. I couldn't hold on to him. He was trying to rip his cannula out. He was doing like somersaults on the bed. He kicked one of the nurses in the tit. He kicked me in the face. Like we were all just trying to hold him down. I thought he was going to have to be sedated, but then he would like pass out again. And then he would wake up and he'd rage and he was screaming, like screaming to get the cannula out. So look, also not ideal, also a little bit traumatic. Um, in some cases, I know they do put them back to sleep. In Kobe's case, we kind of lured him in with an icy pole and he was half asleep on my chest and we were just putting it on the tip of his tongue and he was kind of licking it and then he came to. Anyway, long story short, he was okay. We got wheeled back up to the room. He came to and then he basically did not stop eating. For the next 12 hours, I reckon he had four custards, two ice blocks, two yogurts, some hot chips, pasta, a muffin, you name it. He just kept eating it. The nurses were like, does he always eat this much? I said, yeah, listen, he's a big eater, but this is outrageous for him. Um, She said a lot of the times when kids get their tonsils out, if they were really large, sometimes they all of a sudden can taste a lot more. Their sense of smell and their taste, everything comes back in like their extremities. So I'm going to put it down to that. Either that or he's just got the biggest appetite ever on him at the moment. But I got a call from his surgeon. He had grade four size tonsils. She said they were like golf balls sitting in his neck. She has no idea how he was breathing. They were blocking 95% of his airways. He also had ginormous adenoids. So she has removed them as well. Um, he didn't need grommets, but I will be keeping an eye on his ears and we are home now. So we've got a long list of things not to do. So there's no preschool for two weeks. There's no like 
parties. There's no exercising, no swimming. Thank God it's pouring with rain. Thank God the weather's shit house. There's silver lining there is that we probably wouldn't be able to do much anyway. It's a little bit unfortunate because it has coincided with Charlie's school holidays, but such is life. He's going to be on Panadol and Nurofen almost every three hours. So Panadol 6am, Nurofen 8am, Panadol 10am, Nurofen 2pm, Panadol 4pm, Nurofen 8pm and so on. And then we've also got Endone for the night. Now every kid is different. Bobby barely needed the Endone. I think I gave it to him one night. Day four is usually when they start to get quite bad. Um, The first couple of days, I remember this with Bobby, he was relatively fine. And I was like, oh, this is this is nowhere near as bad as what I thought it was. And then I think all the anesthetic and the endo and everything wears off. And I think the, they, like the things at the back of their throat start to scab and that's when it starts hurting. So my advice to you is obviously to get them, keep them eating as much normal food as possible. Like Kobe had an apple for dinner, which makes me want to spew at the thought of it. But the best thing to do is just keep them on their regular diet, keep them eating and drinking as per normal and recover. It makes for a much better recovery. Obviously I know that there's a lot of kids who, you know, go off their food, which would be so, so stressful for the parents. Also trying to get medicine into them. That makes things harder them. But yeah, so we are post recovery that's done and dusted we are now looking down the eye of, you know, a 10 to 14 day recovery period. I've been there, done that. So I know what I'm in for this time. But um, yeah, day four to day eight is usually the hardest. It does get harder before it gets better. And then usually around day eight to 10, you kind of peak and it gets easier. So if you are booked in for an tonsilloctomy or adenoidloctomy or however, whatever it is, adenoid tonsils, just know this, it is short-term pain for a long-term gain. It is such a game changer for your kid's life. It changed Bobby's life in an instance. Within two, three weeks, he was sleeping so soundly. Even tonight, when I put Kobe to bed, he was like so sporadic. I think he's on an endone come down, but he went from being super hyperactive and then he, his head hit the pillow and within about five seconds he was out. And I remember the same thing happening with Bobby. I used to take me ages to get them to sleep. I used to have to use melatonin gummies with Bobby, but he is an absolute gun sleeper now. They fall asleep within the blink of an eye. So hang in there. Now, Sean and I are going to discuss some parenting woes and then I will see you at the back end of this podcast. I'll tell you a few things that we have coming up, but enjoy this next little segment. And um, I just, I love Sean and I know you do too. So enjoy. This Parents Fess Up segment is brought to you by Fess, a natural way to help relieve blocked noses. Okay, guys, we are back with my Lord parenting guru, Sean Zepps. Back, 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 back again. <laughs> He's wearing a very, very fantastic shirt. I wish you could see it. Simple, uh, casual, it? <laughs> plain. It's Some none would of those say things. mask. <laughs> I don't know. Some. It's none of those things, but we are back um, talking about our top parenting tips. Lol, all fails. <laughs> 
I've got so many, but feel free to kick off your top parenting tip or fail mm. or curveball or let's um, call it a little bit of everything. It's a tip of maybe what not to do. Yeah, yeah. That's a tip on <laughs> yeah. its own. I've got a poo story for you. Hit me. The poo diaries. Oh, I love this. The diarrhea diaries, we're gonna <laughs> call it. Gross. So this is a flashback. Mm-hmm. Let me paint the scene for you. I'm paint ready. the picture. Five years ago, it's a musty day. <laughs> <laughs> Must? I don't know what that. It just was a gross day. Discussing how it's raining outside, and my son. This is another son story. Is purple as can be, and he's clearly congested. You know when they're little, and they go. <laughs> you know something's going on there. Yep. I am in the first time parent. Everything is wrong. I must save my child. I am failing miserably. And I'm on the phone with the doctor like it is my full time job. Like they work for me. Like they have no other clients. Luckily, my doctor is one of my best friend's mother. So she had to pick up the phone each time. Like, how are you doing? And I was like, my son's dying. (laughs) He is dying today. And she's like, he's fine. Chill out. He's just a little constipated. Do you have anything available? I don't. I need a solution today. She's like, okay. I don't say this to everyone, but you can totally do this. This is an old school technique. Do you have Vaseline and a Q-tip? Oh, I use these all the time. And I was like, of course I do. So she's like, grab the Vaseline, grab the Q-tip. And I need you to shove it into your son's ass. (laughs) It will, you know, pull open a little bit and it will come out immediately and everything will be back to normal and your son will be so relieved. And so I'm looking at my husband and I'm like, I'm not doing it. I won't (laughs) do it. I have enough issues with Vaseline in my butthole. There's no (laughs) way. doing it to my son so my husband is like i'll do it and i'm like yeah, yeah you will yeah. you do it buddy like Hero. let's get it. so he had he has my son legs lifted up he's staring at me and of course content creator extraordinaire is videotaping the whole thing i'm like this are. is going live yeah. now he inserts it in nothing happens pulls it out he's like are you sure is that exactly what the doctors say did they call the doctor is it a twist <laughs> technique how far up should we go i'm like i'm calling i'm calling she's not picking up <laughs> sticks it in pulls it out and my son's face just like starts smiling oh it shoots out all over my husband (laughs) all over my mother's wall all splattered up onto the wall it was the finest picasso shit i have ever seen it is everywhere and then josh is like um help me help me i'm like i just want to finish recording just like let me get one more angle of the wall josh to this day, I, I need could, a cover pick. I mean, of course I do. The yep. thumbnail isn't strong enough. Can you look at the camera and give me like a closing beat? Give me one funny line. He's like, there's yeah. shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. To this day, I can still smell it. <laughs> and I did the Q-tip like 27 more times before Cooper was one. It's a really good. If you've never tried it, parents, no, no. give it a shot. Yes, I've done it. I did it on Bobby and I remember inserting it and pulling it out and then a Mr. Whippy shit. Just, no. Yeah, it was it was literally like an ice cream van, you know, when they pull down the handle and it was just going round and round in circles on like the towel that I'd laid down. This might be weird timing, mm. but do you want to get ice cream after this? <laughs> I do. I love ice cream. Chocolate? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What about you? You got something? Yeah. Oh, God, the feces stories I could share. There was one in particular. It's a real standout for me. It hasn't happened again. I remember... I had Charlie in a pram. I was at Woolies. All, all, these all the things, Woolies stories. All of these things happened at Woolies. <laughs> I don't know why. And I had Bobby. He was about, he must have been about eight, no, about 20 months. And I stupidly tried to toilet train him earlier than mm. he, he wasn't ready. But my mum was like. Just, Boys are easier. Mm. They can just piss anywhere. Well, this is what my mum, anyway, 
uh, two years on, we're still not there with we're still not there with Bobby. But anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Mm. He was standing up in the trolley. Charlie was sitting down. I was in the fruit and veg aisle, and I remember we were kind of transitioning. He does some wheeze and poos on the potty, but other times when we were going out, he would still put on a nappy just Mm. if he hadn't done his poo. Mm. Right? I was like, I can't deal with this. I was also heavily pregnant. Right? And I remember standing in the Woolies aisle, and Bobby pulled like. I was busy, I don't know, loading up mandarins into some bag. and As you do. Mummy, mummy, with his closed fist at me. And I've opened out my hand thinking he's picked up an apple or something and he's he's dropped an entire turd into my hand. Now, what is not, happening right so now? He's, this he's is amazing. Fo- he has pulled it out of his nappy and thank God he was slightly dehydrated <laughs> that day because it was relatively <laughs> compact. Honestly, I'm th- I've never been more so thankful. proud of you. I've You're never like, been more thankful that I have not given him enough water. Never giving you water again. <laughs> never giving him water again. So it was sli- it was formed. And I stood there. I kind of just froze on the spot. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in I'm in activewear pants. I've got no pockets. I can't just deposit this into a pocket. Can't put it in the mandarin box. I'm not anywhere near the dirty brown potatoes. I can't, you know, hide <laughs> it in there. I'm next to fucking pink lady pink apples, you know. I stood there on the spot and I just froze and I, I said to Charlie, I'm going to have to get you to pull your legs out, darling. Is there uh, a packet of chips or anything down there? there was, we picked up a packet of, I don't know, the monkey mania chips or something mm. and I had, to, I had to get her to pull them up for me and I had to open them and I dropped the turd in there. Oh and God. then I had to abandon the shop and I also shoplifted the packet of chips <laughs> because I was like, I don't I, – I, and I – I was very prepared to be like, listen, if I got stopped on the way out shoplifting, there is a turd. There is a real life. Do not mess with me. It's still warm (laughs) and it's in there and I swear to God I'll come back and pay for it. But right now I just need to get the fuck out of here and I need to get all my kids home. And not only was I heavily pregnant carrying Bobby under my arm like a, a football and Charlie and shoplifting at the same time with a live steaming turd in there. So This is one of the best stories I've ever heard. I mean. This I, is so good. This is, it was, I can only laugh after the fact. Mm. During it, I was a bit like, I was sweating from every orifice in my body. Of course. And I was like, fuck, I hope no one's looking. And I just, I didn't want to be stopped on the way out. And mm. I didn't want alarms to go off. Oh, it's just this rogue woman shoplifting. Anyway. You I did the right I, thing. That's I, exactly I, what you should have done. I, right? I don't know how else I would have handled that. The only other thing I can think of is open his nappy and shove it back in his butthole. Holy shit. That would have actually probably been the easiest thing to do. Yeah, but guess what? You were pregnant. You were allowed to do whatever you want. Is- when you're pregnant, you're allowed to take the shit, put it on the floor, leave the child and book it. Sorry, you live in Woolworths now. <laughs> this is so true. I should have blamed pregnancy. I mean, I, I'm blaming pregnancy brain for that. Wow, I didn't even think to just put it back in his nappy. This is, I think this has just solidified how amazing we are as parents, really. I think I think everyone listening is like, maybe wow. I'm not so crazy. Maybe or maybe should. they really just are lunatic. Maybe. Thank you for joining me, Sean. You are the best. I want you on every single podcast. Also, every single Woolworths trip. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Anytime. Welcome back. It's me back in my kitchen. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you had a bit of a giggle at our expense. We are great at being self-deprecating as most parents are. I hope you have enjoyed. I know I, I know the first part of this probably wasn't overly entertaining, but it was 
hopefully insightful and a bit of a heads up to those who are about to go through it or contemplating getting their little ones looked at through or by an ENT. It's all, it can be quite overwhelming, but I'm living proof that you will get through it and it is really a game changer for your kids. So do not worry, full steam ahead, Godspeed. We have, I have some very exciting guests coming up. I've got a sexologist coming up. She is going to talk all things sex after marriage, after kids, after being in relationships long term, how to spice things up, how to get things going back in the bedroom. I cannot wait to have her on. I have a sleep consultant. She's going to help us chat all things rest and sleep and baby sleep and how we can get you know, be the best versions of ourselves. I have a few other exciting things in the pipeline. It's taken a while for me to get my shit together, but it is slowly coming together. I'm getting more organized, more professional, and more importantly, I'm getting some really cool guests on. So I I really want to bring on some guests who are going to be, um, you know, beneficial for you guys and you can take something from it and all of that jazz. So I hope you've enjoyed this today's episode. Hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I have Bezel's birthday on. I'm going to be leaving Ryan with all three kids on day seven or eight of Kobe's post-op. So he's going to have fun with that. And I will be out, not at home with the children. So I'll have fun with that too. Um, Have a wonderful week, guys. And I will chat to you soon. Lots of love. Mwah.